You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, and thank you for joining me for The Scoop with Tanya Flanagan. I'm so happy you decided to wake up and start your day with me. Here on The Scoop, where we talk about life, joy, funny moments, trending topics, and so much more. We promise to keep you in the know and find out what you know. So, let's get started. Good morning and welcome to another Sunday morning on The Scoop. Thank you again for getting up and tuning in. I'm excited to be here for another week and another show. Have, I think, an interesting topic this morning for conversation. I'm going to go ahead and welcome my guest. Uh, Lachelle Whitmore is here with me this morning. A dear friend and a person that I find fascinating, and I hope that you will too. Good morning, Lachelle. Good morning, Tanya. How are you? I am wonderful this Sunday morning. The weather is changing. The season, my favorite season, is closing out. I love summer. I want to paint the picture of who you are a little bit for the audience today. When I met you, you were advocating for an issue that you were passionate about in the community. And then I found out you were, at the time, a school teacher. And now you have a, let me put, add to that, now you have a wellness practice. I'm not going to call it a beauty service. It is a, um, I guess, would you say holistic wellness practice? Absolutely. Absolutely. Holistic health and wellness. So you are the founder, creator of Blissful Therapy. Tell, um, I'd like to talk today about how you took your journey, because sometimes things are linear. You know, people do one thing, then they do the next thing. And then they do what follows naturally. But like I said, when I started, you were at a community meeting. We were up at Mountain Crest. And then I went over to, we were teaching at Rainbow Dreams Academy. And I went in and I read to your students during Nevada um, Reading Week. And then you, you took a leap of faith and started a business. And it has evolved exponentially. So tell us a little bit about your life journey. Yeah, so, you know, I I am involved in the community as you are, um, always looking to see what you can be involved in. You know, sometimes you see things that you don't like, um, and instead of complaining about it, looking for an opportunity, what can I do? Instead of complaining and, you know, looking for problems, let me look for a solution. So um, I taught school for about 20 years. And in the community, you start to see, you know, dealing with your students, the families, you start to see so many things um, going on. And so working on the historical west side of Las Vegas, I would be involved um, at the art center, the West Las Vegas library, the theater, and really getting my students involved in anything I could. So the spelling bees and the speech competitions and just really involving them and getting them in touch with the community. And so all the walks and the, the, you know, whatever community event I could find, I was finding myself involved in. And uh, oftentimes I would see you there too. So that was awesome. Um, But also, you know, in a classroom, you get an opportunity to show yourself. It's not like a corporate space where you kind of have to 
shift and change. I get to be myself in the classroom. And so I garden. That's something that I've loved since I, since I was a little kid. Um, I like to grow my food. I like to make my own skincare products. Um, I am a person who is a highly sensitive one. And so being highly sensitive, I would um, making my food from scratch, growing it in the backyard and doing things of that nature. And it just kind of extends into my life. And so I would be making my juices and my smoothies and my teas and um, getting into the classroom, you know, sharing with my colleagues that took on a space where people wanted to buy more. It wasn't just me bringing my little juice and sharing with a, with a coworker. They are like, Hey, can I buy a juice from you? And um, people start losing weight. People started healing illnesses. People started getting better uh, skin, better hair growing, all of that with the juices and the teas. And then also um, I ended up, you know, I was making skincare because I suffered from a number of skin issues. I had eczema, I had psoriasis, my hair wasn't growing and dealing with, you know, hormonal changes. So you got acne, all the things. And I was making my own products um, just to service myself, to take care of myself. And in time, I was able to get rid of those problems. So no longer suffering from eczema, my hair is growing long. And um, I actually had a student of mine who um, who suffered from eczema really bad. She was in first grade, I believe. And um, I had my own little stash of products next to the sink in my classroom because, you know, you're washing your hands throughout the day, you know, with all the activities you do in the classroom. And I gave the young lady some some of my black soap and some of my body mousse. I gave it to her mom and said, you know, give it give it a little time and maybe her skin will get better. Give it a few weeks like you would anything else. Give it some time. And three days later, the eczema was gone, like all the wounds, all the cuts, all the things were gone on her skin. And so all the teachers notice and the parents start talking and then. Uh, my business started to take on and grow organically. And so I found myself waking up at four o'clock in the morning, making juices and smoothies. And then I find myself after work making products. And so, um, so far as the products go, it was uh, the skincare. I'm up until 1 a.m. making products. People are saying, hey, do you, you know, can you put it in a different kind of container so it doesn't melt? Um, do you have a website so I can share with a friend? Do you have business cards so that I can share your number? And so in time, I just slowly just add on, you know, and so the business is growing in time. And I actually ended up with, imagine me sitting at school and on my lunch breaks, I would have a line of cars on every lunch breaks, you know, waiting in line to buy my products. And so I'm selling teas on the lunch break and I'm staying up all hours making product. And I got to that point where it's like, girl, I'm not getting any sleep. Like I'm not getting any sleep. And so it was kind of a space where I don't want to take away from motherhood. I don't want to take away from what I give to my children, what I gave to my family. And so I kind of decided like, it's time to, it's time to pick. You know, and so um, getting <laughs> probably got like four to five hours of sleep uh, for a couple of years before I'm like, OK, this is this is too much. <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm going to have to choose. But I would always maintain my teaching license. Um, but I took the leap. And so in 2018, um, I quit my day job. I decided to put aside enough money to um, to cover my mortgage. I had just bought a house. Um, just I bought a house. I bought a car. I. 
um, newly, newly divorced, and I ended up just going for it. And so I took that leap, and here I am, 2023, and I haven't gone back. Yeah, I haven't gone back. That is um, a phenomenal story about your journey and how you, you know, how you did it what and what motivated you and how having the courage to try something really for yourself and then the right. unselfishness to share um, what you were creating for yourself with another person, with other people, blossom into what you do now. But we've often chatted about um, the space you occupy and how it sounds like we're talking about this beauty business where you make juices and teas and um, body mousses, facial wash, soaps and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But it's really more than that because we have had a lot of conversations about how it's one thing to put a cream on to solve a problem, but you also Mm -hmm. really help people get to the root of things. One of the things I was thinking about you as I was getting up to get on this morning, and one of the things I love about you so much is the calmness and the inspiration. Um, whenever I talk to you, it always makes me dig a little bit deeper into who mm-hmm. I am and to take a look at whatever might be causing me some stress, uh, taking up just sleep time, weighing on me to really look at what's the real root cause. Cause right. sure I might have moisturized skin, but I still don't feel great. Right. Um, I had a a tea to drink, but I still don't feel better. So we always have a conversation about peeling back the layers of the onion, getting in the mirror, getting in the closet and really being honest about what's the real root cause of why things um, are not going well. And when we talk about this, it's not Mm -hmm. just getting a product, it's dealing with self. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Talk about that with me. How does that, how does that holistic um, approach work into what you do when you're, you know, servicing clients. Right. And people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when I was um, going through the process of doing my own healing journey, right? Everybody, as we get older and we start to, like you said, peel back those layers and get back to who you are, I started discovering some things about myself. And so, like I said, highly sensitive. I'm empathic. I'm one of those people to dream. I, I see, I hear. Um, a little more, a little more deeply <laughs> than mm-hmm. some, but it's, 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 it gives me the opportunity to really look at the whole person. And so I am also a holistic life coach. And when I'm working with my clients, it's like, let's get to the actual root of the problem. So like, if you're thinking about um, pretty much anything, everything is energetic. Everything is so much deeper and so much more complex than what meets the eye, right? So let's imagine it was skin. If someone is suffering from acne and you slap on some lotion and some butters and some washes, okay, is it hormonal? Is it the diet? Is it stress? Like there's so many reasons to lead to acne. And so if we were talking about it from a skincare perspective, it's more important to find out, well, what, what is causing the issue? And so when I work with a client and let's say they're angry or let's say they have anxiety or let's say they have depression or let's say we have a physical ailment, we're going to sit down and we're going to touch on the true cause and the true nature of, of whatever it is that's going on because 
I'm looking for a true solution because if it's truly solved, it's not it's not coming back. It's not, it's it's forever gone, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I have to continue to treat this thing, it, it it never it never was healed. It never did go away. And so we never got to the root. To me, we we never got to the we root never of the got problem. to the root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it never went away. And so I may have someone who came with girl fibromyalgia. It could be cancer. It could be multiple sclerosis. It can be anything. Um, when I'm sitting and I'm, and it's almost like, um, you know, I'm feeling them out. I'm sitting and a person is talking and it's not a traditional, um, therapy session where, you know, we're just talking about childhood and everything else. I'm sitting and I'm tapping in and I'm connecting and I'm noticing the patterns. And so sometimes it's like, like, if, let's say it's a kidney. Let's say it's a kidney issue. Kidneys always attribute to anger. And so now we got to tap into, well, who is it you haven't forgiven? What is it you haven't let go of? Um, is there somebody that hurt you a long time ago? These childhood traumas that we hold in our body that turn into illness that just continue to build and grow and, and kind of get out of our hands. And so it's a really... Um, it's a holistic approach. And so be it relationships, be it um, self-care and how you see yourself, self-worth, um, be it, you know, your career path, we're going to get all the way down to the nitty gritty and really touch on what's really going on with you. Because you can just say, girl, I've just been sick or, you know, I've just been down in the dumps. I think well, that's a real, line. that's a real true piece. And we've, We've unpacked yeah. this before, but it it is just yeah. that it's unpacking, right? So it's being getting quiet enough, slowing down mm-hmm. your life enough to mm-hmm. have hard conversations with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the courage to have them, or the benefit maybe of having them with someone like you, who is yeah. neutral who's objective, but can see, because it is not the easiest thing. It's one thing when you're really in tune to yourself. I always say to people, having had the the medical journey that I've had in my life, um, my best advice to people is that no one knows your body more than you do. So if something is off, you should be the first person to notice that you aren't Mm -hmm. feeling well and that something is different, right? So to that point... Say it's not an obvious medical problem. It's something else. Like right. you talked about, maybe it is stress. Maybe you just feel tired. You feel yes. exhausted. You don't feel like you have energy or your motivation level just seems so low. What's Absolutely. really going on in life? What It's taking the time to be still enough and to be authentic enough with yourself to be unafraid to um, to be truthful about what you're really feeling. Are you angry? And a point you made earlier about childhood Mm -hmm. traumas. Childhood traumas. um, I think I really realized the impact of childhood trauma. I was probably about in my 30s. I mean, I'm still in my Mm -hmm. 30s, but those other 30s. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I was running an organization Mm -hmm. and I sat down to have dinner one night with one of the people who was involved in this community outreach Mm -hmm. program with me. And he said... Mm -hmm. What's really bothering you? And I said, what do you mean? Mm. And he was like, what happened that dealing with, I was dealing with a person who was combative and every time something Mm. didn't go right in the project, it was always my fault. And I felt Mm. bullied. I felt picked on. 
And I did not like yeah. constantly being this person's scapegoat, whether I was in the room or not in the room, to defend my position and what efforts and steps I had taken to ensure the project was successful. Whenever I mm. wasn't around, this individual always made the um, unrealized, undesired outcome had something to do with me when it did not. Mm. But what it made, and the person was like, why are you giving this much energy to this person? You know nothing but being said is true. It didn't matter. Mm. And he said, what is it that happened that won't let you let this go? So Girl, putting it. some more context <laughs> to it, you know I have had a cancer yeah. history journey. So having had a cancer in my life in the past, yeah. he's like, you can't even afford to be this worked up over a situation. In True. that moment, I said, I feel like I'm being bullied and I do not like it mm. because I've always come across so nice, which I am a nice person. But that mm -hmm. niceness as a kid made other people think, oh, you are weak or vulnerable, mm. always subject to attack. And I did not really think about it until I felt like in this space as an adult, this person, whether I'm present or not, is trying to bully me. Yeah. Yes into taking a position yes. that's beneficial to him, but not beneficial to me. And right. my desire was to push back on that. But I was so diplomatic that I was internalizing mm. it more than I was addressing it with the individual. Ooh. And it wasn't until he really, we were sitting down over dinner that he said, something is happening. It's pulling from a past place, your reaction to it in the present. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. That's so good. Okay. That's so good. That's pulling so, I'm from... so glad that you had someone watching, though, and mm -hmm. listening and paying attention, because that's so good. It was probably yeah. one of the turning points. Where I mean, I've always been, I think, a little different, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. and I guess, where, to your point, sensitive sensitivity mm -hmm. levels. Right, um, right. A very good ability to look at things through the lens of human behavior. Mm -hmm. People might not do what you think they, what you hope they would do, but their reaction right. is a very human reaction. And if you have mm -hmm. the emotional intelligence to tap into people's typical reactions, then what people do won't mm -hmm. always surprise you or even disappoint you. Right. And it allows right. you to allow for your shortcomings and to understand that other people have them. We all know we're all flawed, Right. Um, right, right, right. Absolutely. But how do you respond yeah. to the flaws that you have and how do you respond to the flaws others have and how they mm -hmm. how those things interact and mesh or don't? So um, when you speak of recognizing that something is really bothering you, that's a trigger. It's sometimes you realize that, hey, something like I don't know where this came from. I don't know why this is bugging me so much. What is it and what is it about this thing that bothers me? That's a trigger. And when I think about triggers, I think about an ingrown toenail, right? Sounds odd, but hear me out. Okay. So if I'm walking around in life, it's normal to stub a toe. It's normal for someone to step on your foot sometimes. And if you're dancing, someone's, it, it's very common, right? Mm -hmm. But that you would brush it off. Someone steps on your toe. Oh my God, sorry. They go on about your business. But if you have an ingrown toenail, it's like you got two hooks in each toe. And so if someone steps on your toe, it may be highly infected. It can be extremely painful. I mean, you, you don't know what might happen. And so the reaction may be a scream. It may be a shove. It may be anger. It may be tears. 
And the person who did the stepping on the toe may be like, well, wow, what was that? Like, what was that reaction? Or, or my action shouldn't have caused such a negative reaction. That's the spot where you realize, hey, this has nothing to do with you. This is, this is a prior injury. This is a prior mm-hmm. hurt. This is something that has nothing to do with you. But now I got to lean into it. Instead of just walking around avoiding the dance, Instead of walking around, avoiding walking, kicking up, isolating, because I don't want anybody to step on my toes because, hey, I have a prior issue. No, you lean into the problem and you get to the bottom of it. You find out what's wrong. And so if something is bothering you, sometimes it may be, you know, you're really hurt. Some tears came out of nowhere. You know, there's unnecessary anger or stress or whatever. In those moments, I'm going to pull out my journal. I'm going to pull out my uh, my voice recorder on my phone and I'm like, let me let me see what that was. Let me let me look back. Let me see <clears throat> what that was and let me find the source. Yeah. That's some good. That, those, yeah. That's good advice for like um, self-soothing. And we've um, yeah. talked about it before where. Yeah, um, it can be like you say, it's the smallest thing. It can be mm-hmm. realizing that you don't want to go somewhere. And, you know, have you ever found yourself getting ready, go to a dinner, go to a luncheon, <laughs> go to meet someone, go to a uh, reception, yeah. and you're just like, it's a simple enough day. You're just, your Saturday yeah. evening includes this reception or your Saturday afternoon includes this meeting. But you're not yeah. really that excited or happy to go. Because in reality, right. what's really at the root of it is maybe you're overworked, overstre- overstressed, yeah. stretched too thin. And the whole issue with that is time, Right. So yes. instead of saying, reclaiming that time and recognizing mm-hmm. for your health and for your well-being, you need to push pause. We tend yes. to um, hunker down and we Ooh, push girl. forward because we really don't want to disappoint the other person. I learned yes. a really crazy lesson in my 40s. I know mm-hmm. I was in my 30s mm-hmm. a moment ago. In my 40s, (laughs) I learned a really crazy lesson, and it was people do what makes them happy. I've always thought of myself who thinks, how will this action affect others? Mm -hmm. You know, the the, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. The faith-based, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And it's not even that people always intend to do something that hurts you. But I've learned that people just like yourself, are searching for their own um, happy place, um, state of mm. healthiness. But we have to be honest with ourselves about what are the things that are taking us further and further and further away from that. If it's time, Girl, how do you reclaim yeah. that time? Learning that it's okay. If you're a busy yeah. person, an overcommitted person, a really active person, learning to say no. Knowing that you, you need a minute to, to be still and being okay with being you still. If you have... Yeah been the energizer bunny where community service is concerned or work in even I'm not gonna say in the church but just in on I don't know what it could be um in the Mm. school um in a group maybe you just need a minute if for the last 15 or 20 years you've always been on maybe you need to take a year and just pause if it's social media that shifts your energy maybe you need to take a minute and pause Yes, if family time so shifts crazy. your energy and you say, oh, my yes. gosh, I, I don't want to miss this family event. But every time I leave from having a conversation with this person or this person or this person, I feel this way. Right. How, right. How, what's a, the advice on how you manage those spaces 
that create negative feelings? What would you say to someone? I'm so glad you said that. That was something I definitely wanted to touch on because there's so many things, there's so many layers to that, right? Because as women, especially, um, but for all of us, get pushing past the exhaustion. We get to those points where we want to overextend ourselves. We want to, I mean, pushing towards martyrdom, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I just have to. And you give so much of yourself. But what that really is, is where you get to a space where your value is attached to what you do for others. And mm. that's not it. That's not, that's not it. So if it's a relationship, if you're in a relationship and you're thinking like, what am I bringing to the table? And I'm cooking and I'm cleaning and I'm caring for the kids and I'm bringing money and I'm bringing good conversation and all the things that I show up for. But if I did nothing at all, if I did nothing but show up and be myself, that should be enough to receive love, period. Just me existing should be enough to receive love. And so sometimes we tend to give so much to to feel valuable, right? And so... When you're when you're going and you're giving so much, you're really supposed to give from your overflow. When you're giving to the point where I'm exhausted and I don't want to, and 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 I now it's different from being like, oh, I'm kind of nervous or I'm kind of shy or. But when I'm exhausted and I still push through and fight through because there is a balance. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, you when you think about a workout, there's a point of I'm going to push through to get this thing done to build this strength to get the body that I desire. But then there's also a point when I have overextended myself and now I'm bringing up pain and now there's a possibility of injury, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, I'm pushing, you push yourself to the possibility of injury and that's called self-betrayal. That's self-betrayal. There's nothing other than that. That's what it is. And you have to understand. And I mean, it can be the most simple thing. I heard Tracy Ellis Ross talk about self-care being the simplicity of not holding your pee. It can be that simple as like, if you got to go to the bathroom, girl, get up and go to the doggone bathroom. When you thirsty, drink water. When you're hungry, go eat. But we will, we will. When you're tired, stop and take a nap. Right. Stop yeah. taking a nap, go lay down. And But it, it's such a shift because we're trying to be everything for everybody. everybody. And it's a betrayal for yourself. Yeah. And there's nothing that anybody else, anybody close to you has to mirror. They're going to mirror what you're already being to yourself. And so if you have already betrayed yourself and then someone else shows up and does the same thing, or we'd be shocked. But all they are doing is being a mirror to what's going on in- internally. Because you're and sending so a message when, that this is okay to treat me this way. We are running out of time, Lachelle. Our, oh, my God. We're running oh, out of time. Already. Yes. We're running out of time this morning. But yes. what that that self-betrayal, I'm like, that is a powerful, yeah. powerful label for mistreatment yeah. of oneself. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had more time to really talk about self-love and just powering through and knowing that your strength is part of your authenticity and tapping into the things that scare you the most will make you the strongest. It might be a hard journey, but... And you never stop it's discovering. Working. And sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, people say, oh, I can't believe you're just old and you're still trying to find yourself. You're not finding yourself, but I think you are having a, a continuous discovery because things change us. Um, we evolve yeah. interactions and experiences, daily. people daily 
There are differences, just like there's a season every year and every year has a different set of of, of histories that is cataloged. Your life, I think, yes. is the same way. But I'll, I always want to make sure my guests share their socials. So where can people find you? Um, I've had I've, I've used your products products. They are wonderful. So if anyone wants to Thank try them, you. where would they find you? And just, um, you. you know, what's the socials out there? How do we find you? Absolutely. Well, I am Blissful Therapy on everything. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at under Blissful Therapy. Um, And then also my website is blissful-therapy.com. And so if you're interested in the product line, um, my services, there's a link to my services there as well. Um, You can look in the bio on Instagram and get my links as well. And if you're interested in services, my direct uh, my direct website is just Calendly. My Calendly.com slash Blissful Therapy is where you can book a session, get an intuitive guidance session, get in there and tap in and uh, let me let me help you work through your stuff. Um, so, yeah, I would love I would love to work with you. I would love to share uh, my things, my favorite things, my favorite items and my favorite services as well. Well, I just want to thank you for getting up and spending some time with me this morning and getting my new week off to um, a fresh start. I often talk about balance on the show, and I think it's so important and it can't be um, reiterated enough. So I want to say to you, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for spending some time with me and to my guests who have tuned in. Um, Again, grateful to have Lachelle Whitmore with me this morning. I hope you have had a takeaway. And from this, you tap into yourself and identify and recognize that self-betrayal so that self-love and self-care is a priority for you as well. And have an awesome week. Thank you for tuning in to The Scoop here on KUNV 91.5. Jazz and more. I want to thank you for tuning in to The Scoop with me, Tanya Flanagan. And I want to invite you to get social with me. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. My name is my handle, T-A-N-Y-A-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N. You can also find me on Instagram at Tanya Almanize Flanagan. And if you have a thought, an opinion, or a suggestion, don't hesitate to shoot me an email to tanya.flanagan at unlv.edu. Thanks again for joining in. Stay safe and have a great week.